That's right, they're playing video games for money. And I'm definitely not gonna let uh, Mass Effect in my house. The level of violence on video games. It might be hazardous to physical and mental health. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Then there's the argument that video games can be art. They're a world phenomenon. Hello everyone and welcome to Hit Point Pals where we gather to nerd out about video games and the culture of play. I'm Travis Lean. With me today we have William Suit. Hello. And we have Rebecca Markley. Hello, friends. And we also have a long-anticipated announcement. Will, would you like to shed some light on this? I don't know what the long-anticipated announcement is. Are you looking at the outline? Welcome to Hit Point Pals. Thoughts and prayers? No, Mount and Blade 2. Oh, well, when you put it like that, it sounds like it's part of the Hit Point Pals in general. Sorry, I just wanted to go right into the <laughs> I was like, All right, yeah, well, a huge <laughs> announcement uh, that, that, you know, I've been waiting for at least. Mountain Blade 2 Banderlord is getting kind of a release date, an early access release date, where I can spend my money and go be whatever in a medieval world. I can't wait. I've been waiting for a long time, so I, I have to wait. I have to keep waiting. But the point is, like, uh, this period this period of time will be much more intense waiting. Man, I couldn't believe they actually announced a release date. I thought it was a release date. And the fact that it's early access makes me think that, like, they, they realize they can't wait any longer to give people some sort of a date, so they just said, screw it. Exciting games coming up i realized like just yeah loaded in the back half of this year hang on i'm trying to pull up my notes app i made like i had a ment i had a running mental list of games that got too long so i had to type them out um that monkey game that monkey game's coming next week the ancestors, blair, yeah, ancestors human odyssey? The humankind odyssey that blair witch game is coming next week and I'm very excited about that. That co-op horror game, Man of Medan, comes out next yeah. week. And then we have uh, then we have Nino Kuni, and we have Link's Awakening. We have the Outer Worlds, Death Stranding, which uh, Ko Kojima said that if everyone pisses in the same spot, something amazing will happen. <laughs> so I'm this really excited great. about that. Um, Pokemon game, Star Wars game. Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord. <laughs> what is Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord? That's a good it question. is a sequel, uh, surprise, to a game called Mount and Blade uh, Warband, where you. Which was a sequel to a game called Mount and Blade. Yes, or like a remake in a weird way. It's a mess. Um, where you create a character who probably looks really gross. Absolutely. And you roam a sandbox, low fantasy world. And you gather a party of like companions and villagers and you level them up into soldiers and you uh, make your way in the world. It's like a lo-fi grounded RPG. Yes. Uh, it's pretty janky. It looks a decade older than it is, but <laughs> there's nothing quite like it. Like it's just a sandbox and you can do all sorts of things. I don't know. I really, I really like it. It's got lots of mods and stuff. And the second one will have even more stuff that and like stuff from Crusader Kings 2, it sounds like, like marriage and having children and yeah, dying. I played it and... for a bit. I'm not as big a fan as Will is, but I really enjoyed playing that game. I I, I played it with um like a some sort of a overhaul mod and um the, I got really into like the world of 
this game, I was going to attempt to say like the name of the continent, but I'm not. I'm only like 50% <laughs> sure I have it correct. <laughs> yeah. Is it like Calradia? That's exactly right. Wow, I can't believe I remember that. Anyway, um, and there's all these like different ethnicities, but I was talking to Will about it and I started to realize that in the base game, everyone's a white person. Uh, no. In the base game, everyone is anything, which means cultures and ethnicities do not connect at all right and in the in the modded version i was playing i like i would go to this region and it would be like oh everyone here is kind of like asian looking or something because i remember in uh in warband the sultan of this one faction is a red-haired white dude right but then also you've got like medieval western european lords in another place who are like black guys stop well said rogue <laughs> very true i'm afraid there are no cat realms but i'm I, hold on rogue i'm sure they'll fix that in the next game i don't know exactly what it is about mountain blade warband that i really liked i guess just like the sort of live-in feeling uh yeah i, I yeah i mean and, like, the, and also you... the sort of like start from the ground up sort of aspect yeah i like the fact that there's like not much in the line of direction you kind of just go do whatever um and it's interesting, yeah, that I like that game so much because realistically, there's not a whole lot in it. And a lot of the stuff that there is doesn't work out so well or isn't really fleshed out, but there's nothing else like it. Like video game video game wise, there's nothing even remotely like Mountain to Blade, which is very odd to me, but whatever. I don't know. It's like it's my most played game on Steam. How many hours have you put into it? 400 something oh, wow that's a too, lot too many it's just oh it's it's too good um anyone played anything that they love to shout out yes i have been playing dungeons and dragons as par usual um we had a really interesting session last night um where like tensions got really 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 high there was a lot of inner player conflict and drama um, between my character Svetlana and then the rest of the party, um, they don't really like her because she's a bit of an asshole and very untrustworthy. But um, she recently suffered a huge loss, loss where she um, teleported into this room and then ended up losing all of her non-magical items. So like her weapon, her like five thousand gold, you know, diadems she was wearing, um, like her you know, most of her clothes. Yeah, so, you know, she was very upset. And then found a comfort in these talking dolls that were definitely created by hags. And that, you know, freaked everybody out. And um, <laughs> it got to the point where my character was being threatened by, like, the rest of the party because they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, but we need to listen to the dolls so we can kill the hags and keep going. And it just got like really, really, really intense. And then they were threatening my character. Yeah, I don't really know how it's going to resolve itself. Um, I don't really want to talk about what I plan to do yet. But um, I did start a poll on Twitter about what I should do. I sort of like gave a little bit of a background about what was going on. Um and how I was ganged up on by my party. And then there's three options to vote in the poll about whether Svetlana should um, forgive everybody, can just sort of ignore it and play hardball or, or, or betray the entire party. And right now, betrayal is winning. Um, 
because obviously hmm. and yeah but um i don't know I, I think this is like the very first time that like i've sort of experienced I guess conflict get this high like between players like I mean we've obviously you know gotten really upset at like NPCs um you know committed our own sort of like fair share of like really atrocious violent acts um like genociding like an almost an entire group po- like a population of, of creatures um you know murdering innocent folks as well but this is the first time it's sort of like been contained to the party and um I thought it was really fun. Um, I know that some of the other players got kind of frustrated because they were like, oh, Rebecca, like, why can't you let it go? And I was like, well, you're threatening my character. Why can't you let it go? And so, like, it, it sort of did kind of seep out into, into like, how, like, the, the, the over-the-table dynamics, which was also interesting. Like, no hard feelings, of course. Like, no one was actually, like, upset. But it just kind of, like, made the, the, the game experience a little bit more intense. Um, but yeah, what do you think Svetlana should do? Do you think she should? So you had, so, so she, she found these dolls yes. and the dolls are telling her to do stuff? Um, no. Well, so the, the dolls are definitely like the souls of children that have been trapped into these, like, these, these like dolls. There's like a clay doll, there's a straw doll, and there is this sort of like monkey, this like stuffed monkey. Okay. It's very creepy, very alarming. Um, Yeah, and so they've been like living with the hags, and obviously that they're like children, so I felt bad for them. Um, And so like I was just like asking them about like the hags' behavior because they're sort of like in league with the big baddie who owns the dungeon that we're in right now. And so I was like, maybe we can get some great information because these like you know like these people have been terror or these people these like dolls slash children have been terrorized by these like evil creatures. Maybe they can help us, but. People were just like, oh, no, the dolls are definitely the hags. Don't touch them. Um, And I feel like that's fair. That is definitely um, people should have been suspicious. But um, I'm the only character who can heal any of the party members none of no one else can and so I thought it was just like really ridiculous how I had just I just like saved one of the party members from like getting this like horrible disease and then they still decided they're gonna like gang up on me so I guess yeah there that's another dynamic that was sort of like thrown into Svetlana's defensiveness on her position and standing by the creepy talking dolls but yeah should Svetlana forgive them continue to be an asshole or betray them well i already voted in the twitter poll so oh you did i've placed provided my vote let me i'm trying to see if there's more context here. there's not a lot of context that was kind of like my slash r mark yes um man i just i feel like you just shouldn't shouldn't uh Shouldn't hang out with dolls, first of yeah. all. That's that's my first problem here. Um, but I guess that's not one of the options. Mm-mm. So this is... I'm Okay. <laughs> I need to decide what Svetlana will do with her party. Yes. So the dolls are... The dolls, yeah. are, dolls are done and gone. The, the dolls are... Like, Svetlana isn't going anywhere without the dolls. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Why? Um, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, uh. I, I feel like so Svetlana is very sort of like motivated by like power and greed and that kind of thing. And so since she just like lost like literally all of her possessions um, and like the whole point of going into this dungeon for her was to like get treasure and all of this treasure is now gone. I feel like she was very upset and just kind of like, fuck all of this. It's time to get out now. And so I think she's kind of like on the edge, you know, she's just like, mm-hmm. fuck everything. Um, this is a horrible place and just sort of like is now attached to these like creepy dolls because she was by herself and that was all that was in the room. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my vote on play hardball here. Yeah. Oh, damn. Cause I like the, um, I like the phrase hardball. Uh huh. <laughs> And also, I, um, I, I don't know. I didn't feel like I wanted to advocate for a straight up betrayal. <laughs> betrayal, be yeah, to it's it. pretty heavy. Yeah. Will, well, what did you vote for? Oh, I voted for the one I think most people have voted for. Oh, betray that. Betray. Yeah, I like the betrayal. way it was written, and I said, "Oh hell yeah, I can't say no to that." Yeah. yeah. I wasn't really sure what that meant. I didn't know if that meant like commit a mass murder suddenly. Yeah. Conveniently be too tired to heal someone or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, mana. You know, happens. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so that was that was fun. I imagine that. Oops, I just bumped the table. Um, I imagine that it was probably not fun for the other players, but I think it'll be one of those things where you like look back on it and be very like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened." Kind of an experience. Um, this happened to us another game that we were playing where we all ended up getting like sucked into the underdark and we just like literally had no idea what we were doing or how to get out and we were like so ill-equipped to be in the underdark like none of us had dark vision it was a huge disaster but um definitely had some of like the best sort of like role play moments and just sort of like various things that happened in the underdark like the, the player that i was playing was was a ranger and she ended up getting her um her animal companion and it was like a giant spider because i thought that was really badass and i was like i have to make something cool out of this like terrible experience so i got a um i got a giant spider companion which is a little bit of a stretch in like the rules i feel like you're not allowed to have like that high of like a con- uh, of a challenge rating sort of companion it has to be a little bit lower than that but i think the dm felt bad for us for being stupid <laughs> and also agreed that having a giant spider companion would be you know really badass so i hope at least that's what happens because i feel really bad about being an asshole in real life i was like telling cam i was like oh my gosh i hope they don't hate me and he's like i don't think that they actually hate you rebecca they probably hate svetlana and that's you know valid and fair and like okay that's true yeah i guess that's all i have to say Thanks for your feedback. Yeah. Cool. So Will and I have been playing Remnant from the Ashes, which came out this week and has kind of been floated around the internet under the moniker It's Dark Souls with Guns, which I think is like a good way to quickly introduce the game if you only have two seconds to pitch it. I've been enjoying it. Will, how would you how would you describe this game? Uh... I'm at a loss. It, it is Dark Souls with guns. No, um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's, it's, it's a fun kind of like roguelike shooter. I don't think it's a roguelike. 
it's a fun sort of roguelite shooter. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, the Dark Souls comparisons, ah, nah, not really. It's not really. How Dark much Souls. does something have to be Dark Souls to be considered a Souls like? <sighs> like I what's the cutoff? Usually, I would think with Souls like they've got like a very in like in depth like in depth like combat and then like the difficulty and like big does boss Dark Souls have in depth combat though. I'd say it does with like footwork, parrying, understanding like the frame windows when you can do that, the different equipment you can have, spells and things. I'd say that's pretty in depth. Okay. I always thought it was pretty simple. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like, I mean, like there's an attack button, there's a dodge button, there's a block button. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But then I compare that with, you know, Remnant, and it's you've got a shoot button, you got mm-hmm. a walk button. It's like, eh, okay. Um, I like the ability to quickly and fluidly switch between your two primary ranged weapons and your melee weapon. That's mm-hmm. like that is a mechanic that I I feel uh I really kind of gives the game a lot of its funness. Like it's something that I wish was in other games. Even back to when I was just a young child playing Knights of the Old Republic, and I. I loved having uh, a a melee weapon or a lightsaber in each hand, but I always wished that I could replace one of my hands with a gun so that I could have a lightsaber and a gun. (laughs) And this game doesn't quite do that, but I feel like it gets, like, fulfills a certain aspect that I am missing as far as, like, fluid ranged and melee combat in one experience. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's a neat game. It's like four types of worlds to explore. Uh, the shooting is like the most like the combat of that game is like really fun. I don't think the boss encounters are very well designed compared to like other games in this kind of like that people would call souls likes, but I think they're fun enough that like when you encounter one, it's like a it's like a break from just shooting like normal enemies. It's like, oh, something cool to do, a new little thing I have to approach in a certain way. I like how much this built this game is built around like a single player or a co-op experience where like dark souls doesn't dark souls has like that weird floaty co-op yeah and dark souls is more of like a single player and then like the co-op and stuff is all built into the like the lore and the mythos yeah so it's all like one coherent experience whereas this is just like that's cool and all but if you want to play with your friends just join together and start playing don't worry about that I like the um I like the couple of folks we've run into. There was um the mud man and his his soup. Oh yeah. There was a beetle woman. Yeah. Oh the beetle woman. Yeah. There was undying tall boy with four arms. Um yeah, it's like uh like the the world and the way people talk about it is not it feels like it's drawing on aspects of dark souls but it's also like i don't know this i don't i don't like the dialogue all that much no the dialogue in this is like for me my gold standard if a game's gonna like give me like world building and like dialogue for me my gold standard is like dark souls i want as little as possible but very meaningful what there is like Mm -hmm. this game sometimes characters will like talk for like a paragraph and it's like i feel like you haven't said anything and that's the worst feeling. I don't have the problem I have in this game that I had with Ashen, which is where, like, 
people talk and I don't really know what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what their goals are. They just kind of talk about, like, like chores, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, lady, was... There was this lady who kept sending us to kill people. She was sending us to why. kill, like, her political rivals is what it sounded like. But it was framed as, like, she just has, like, these people who are bad and she needs us to kill them. Yeah. But, that's... like, the longer it went on, the more I started to think, like, wait, is there going to be, like some big twist or something is it going to turn out that we like by by doing all this stuff for her did we like elevate her to some position of undeserved power and it turns out i was giving the game way too much credit yeah. I just thought, like, yeah, like in a... the end it was just like thanks for killing all those people and it was like oh all right here's, here's is that like, the end of the quest line some items and it's yeah like, oh, it that's is the end of oh. it okay huh so i don't have that problem with remnant but there's also not as many people in remnant one thing I really like about Remnant is something, it's like a thing I really like in Dark Souls. Uh, I, I, it just reminded me of that when you brought up the whole, like, Ashen has those quests, and it's like, where does this lead? Nowhere. All right. <laughs> With yeah. Remnant and, like, Dark Souls, it's like, you might find an item, and then, uh, I don't know what to use this for. Right. Whatever. But it's always in the back of your head, and then you come across something, and you're like, oh, oh, oh. And then you realize, you, you've put two and two together. And then no matter where it leads you, you can go, oh, okay, I found this. Rather than if it's a quest, you're like, oh boy, this better lead to something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cool. Like, don't, don't direct me everywhere. Let me, let me do some exploring. Let me do some wondering and being confused. I think going between the worlds and like having the different types of enemies to fight is very good and like Dark Souls-y. Mm-hmm. where it's like the game is always kind of changing you never really get stuck in a rut with like hey it's just more of these guys like every time we go to a new area we're having to learn to yeah. adapt how to, how to how to how to win this particular fight we got stuck on this we got stuck on this bridge with two big butterflies uh, yes and we got so frustrated at least i got really frustrated oh no i got real frustrated too they just butterflies? kept killing us. Yeah, yeah there were these they giant butterflies with like, at us. Stabs. And there was there was so little space to work with where if you made one wrong step you'd fall to your death. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> the butterfly emerged and his name was Zilius the 15th. Yep. And then his yeah. friend yeah, Zilius cool the name. 16th showed up and it was like, <laughs> "Oh, you got to oh, be kidding no. me." So we got But I we feel like we we we'd been doing a pretty good job is what I thought going through most of the game up until that point. Like we were pretty much rolling through bosses yeah i think like, that was the we first were... boss fight where it was like okay yeah like <laughs> we really both had around. we both had the mechanics down we both had like communication down we'd get into a boss and at, we after we died a couple times we'd go back in telling each other like okay this is he, he's doing that animation go, you go over there and i'll go over here i'll shoot him in the back and this is how he killed most bosses was just like after a few deaths we had all the mechanics and all their patterns ready. <laughs> this boss not fight that, was it, like... It's not, it, I don't think that's a failure of the game. I think that's mm-hmm. just like a strength of, of us playing so many games like this together. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, we went into the bosses like and beat them first try all the time. Right, like right. A lot of times we'd die many times, but we'd like, we'd put it together and go, okay, all right, all right, all right. But this Zilius and, and his then other Zilius... butterflies. Like, we, we, we figured out like the attacks... But it's just you're fighting on this narrow bridge with two big butterflies on either side of you. So if you want to fight one, you have to put your back to the other 
And yep. like, it's a nightmare because at one point I think we said, all right, we need to call out what they're doing, which doesn't yeah. really help when we're both yelling about butterflies doing things. Well, it did help like when you would tell me, listen, that guy came up behind you charging his beam and I'd go, okay, Ooh. let me move out of the way. <laughs> Most of the deaths in that were just from getting knocked off the bridge, though. I feel like those kinds of deaths are like the worst where it's not even like you're just like, oh, I fell off. Like, oh, I fell off again. Like, it's less it's not satisfying at all. Yeah. Like if if the enemy kills me, it's like that still sucks, but I get it. They they hit me. I died. But mm -hmm. if it's like, oh, I got staggered and like my animation glitched and I fell off a bridge or I like <laughs> rolled and it's like. <sighs> yeah. Uh huh. The heavy sigh. Yeah. I don't know how many times I said, okay, whatever, you know, this is it. This is the one. <laughs> I said that probably like seven times. I, I liked the moral dilemma we ran into where <laughs> we had, we had, we had the soul of the thing and it was like, do we may, okay. So we talked to the undying King seemed like a bad guy. Yeah. Um, tall, tall boy, kind of sinister. He opened a portal for us and said, like, please go to this world, kill their guardian, bring the heart to me so I can make a new guardian for my world. And both of us were like, well, hang on. Like, both in, in real life, in our conversation about the game, <laughs> yeah. and also in in-game dialogue, we were like, hang on. If we kill this, this guardian of this other world, won't their world be left defenseless? And he was like, yes, I don't care. <laughs> Whoa. So, so we thought, like, well, okay, this guy's a bad guy, like... We're, we're, we're not going to give the heart to him because we also had the option to like fight him, but he was really tough. So we didn't do that. We went in, we went through the portal. We went to this world. Um, we went exploring. We didn't intend to like, to, we didn't go in with the intention of killing the guardian and bringing it to that, to the undying king. Mm -hmm. We just went in because it was a new place to go into. Um, and we figured we'd figure it out as we go in this new world. We meet what on the on the teleport map list is labeled as the elf queen but she we kept calling her the insect queen because she was covered in beetles yeah, she's like a beetle lady Ooh. um talk to her turns out she's part of this like hive mind which seemed a lot more evil than the undying king and she was like listen can you kill the beast of our own world and bring it to us instead <laughs> so then we had this moral dilemma where after we, it turned out the butterflies were the beast. I don't know. One of them, both of them. I don't know. We got the beast's heart. And um, then we had to decide, like, are we going to give it to the evil hive mind lady or the evil, like, king guy? And we, like, deliberated over this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. What did you choose? We chose to, um, okay, our final decision I made after I went online and looked up, like, what sorts of loot you get. <laughs> because at this point, we were like, this feels like a net neutral thing, like, either way. We, like, we just, we, we had no preference at this point. It was like, because the hive mind lady seemed evil to me. I don't know if you thought that, Will. Uh, I, I kind of, maybe not evil, but I, I didn't like the idea that she was like, all right, yeah, kill our realm's guardian so that we can use its power. Yeah, it like, either like, way, oh, we had to kill the guardian oh. to get anywhere in the story. So it was like, oh, okay. Well, plus, plus this world. Okay, part of the reason we thought the Undying King was evil was because he said we were going to go to this, like, pristine world, right? Yeah. So we get there, 
And like, yeah, there's life, but yeah, it's it like a, a swamp something. full of yeah. like rabid shit that wants to kill us. So we were like, okay, we're not gonna feel as bad about killing the guardian of this world if it, this is what if this is what goes on here. I don't know if that was an amoral decision, but yeah. So we gave the um, we gave the heart to the to the hive lady because she had rewards for us. Then we went back to the undying king and we straight up told him. Yo, we didn't bring the heart to you. We gave it to the queen. And he was like, what? And then we had to fight him. And so we got more rewards after we, like, killed him and looted his shit. So look at it what this way. What rewards did you get? Some armor. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is, like, soul. Some cool made it into clothes. Guns. The, the hive lady gave us armor. I'm wearing it now because it's cool. Hey, it's if, it's, set of if it's a crime to doom a planet for some cosmetics, lock me up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. It like it didn't it didn't go in a way that I thought it would. I thought it was gonna give us. I thought at some point we'd have the option to like, you know, not kill the guardian, but not the way it was written. Well, hold on a minute. What? Well, wait. When we first meet the Undying King, we can kill him before he opens the portal to the other realm. Yeah. Which means we there's a, I, which means we could probably skip that entire realm. I mean. Which, I mean, you'd be missing out on a lot of content in the game. But I just realized there's a way to, like, completely miss that whole planet. But don't you need the labyrinth key to get the stuff? You do, but remember, you can kill him. You don't need to yeah. go get the heart. And he has the labyrinth key. But once you use his labyrinth key, you're going to go to that world anyway, and you're going to meet the hive queen, and she's going to be like, you're in my hive mind. Uh, I guess so, but did we get anything from that planet we needed on other worlds? I mean, I guess we're not I done with the game yet, so we can't say. Don't know. I assume you need something from each world to like beat the game. Otherwise, there would only be three worlds, and there's four. I don't know. Well, we destroyed a realm and killed a bug boy. I mean, not necessarily. That's only if the root comes to that world. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Very cool lore. Sounds like it. Okay. Real quick. I caught up on the new episode of Life is Strange. Um, continues to be good and, like, different. Um, continues to sort of, like, take risks that other studios wouldn't, where, like, the, the, this is a narrative that is very much crafted around criticism of the United States and racism in the United States in a way that like most makers of video games would not be comfortable doing um there's more racism in this game like kind of in there's a there's a part in the first episode where you're like attacked by a racist guy um in this episode you are again attacked by some racist people um your like hispanic main character is uh is like ambushed by this guy because you're like sleeping in your car in the desert and he shows up and he's like listen you're on my property and also i'm racist and i want to mess with you um and so i at this point in the game you're looking you're trying at the last episode ends with you getting separated from your like special weird mutant brother with telekinesis um and so up until this point, this sort of like the moral decision making has been guided by 
the knowledge that all of your actions have effects on the way that like you're raising your brother and have effects on like the way that he views the world because you're you're raising your younger brother and like the actions that you take shape his worldview and you see this play out throughout the game for instance like in the first episode you have the option to steal stuff at a gas station because you guys are hungry and don't have any money you can do that and like later on in the episode it might he might say something that makes you think like oh no like i've been raising him wrong so that's kind of the moral compass that you've been dealing with it's kind of like the original life is strange's compass is like your actions have consequences on the space-time slipstream for lack of a better term i guess in this in this game it's your your actions have consequences on your brother um he's not here in this episode so when i got to this part i just really wanted to beat the shit out of this guy mm-hmm. um he didn't really give me that option all i really got to do was kind of like defy him which kind of led him to to just beating the shit out of me um so i didn't i don't know i wish that like i could have beat the shit out of the racist guy but instead all i really got to do was like he'd he'd be like sing us a song and i'd be like no and then he would kick me and stuff um the other part of the episode goes into this sort of like there's a small desert community um where it turns out that's where your brother went and he ended up with this crazy cult this lady and I, when i say crazy cult like it's written in a way that i was completely fine with it it was it was super nuanced and like there was lore that filled in the gaps and it wasn't like the cult in far cry 5 um there was some like there's this there's this character named the reverend mother and she is like driven by greed and ends up like getting kicked out of her church apparently and starts her own church and she your your brother ends up with her um she kind of like grooms your brother and like brainwashes him into this church and uses his like telekinetic powers to explain like miracles and stuff and like help build her church following she uses your telekinetic brother to build her brand basically (laughs) and he like because he's homeless and because he like is easily manipulated by this adult woman he like ends up living with them and believing in all of her weird creepy religion shit and so from there the game becomes about like trying to figure out how to how to rescue your brother from this cult where he he is happy there and he doesn't want to leave um so yeah i didn't expect it to go in that direction and that it was a it was a good couple hours of story to play through um continues to like it w- i thought this episode was a little slow but um this whole series is also slow because like the first episode came out last year and there are always several months in this in this game in between episode releases but like i don't know i mean i paid for it like over a year ago and every several months or so i get to sit down and, and play a new like two-hour episode so that is that is where we are, I guess. How many episodes are in a season? Five. So the fifth one, I think, is supposed to be out end of this year. Do you have any idea what it's sort of like culminating into? Mm, that's the thing is like each episode has really it's 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 a it's a the story is about 
traveling sort of so like it starts in one place it starts in seattle with a cast of characters by the second episode that cast of characters isn't really there anymore it's a new cast of characters when you go down to oregon and then third episode you're in california and it's a completely new cast of characters um so i I, cast of characters is in the people you meet along the way so like it's just i don't know it's interesting to like you become familiar with some side characters, but then they're gone. Aside from like some references, um, like letters, text messages, and stuff. So uh, because of that, because each episode has had like such a different location and instead of characters, like the one consistency, like the one through line has been sort of this story about the 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 struggle of sean to raise his younger brother um in the wake of like their dad being killed by police and also he's telekinetic so there's a lot of things going on um the preview for the next episode like this whole time they've been trying to get down to their like extended family in mexico that's where they're trying to get to for safety the preview for the next episode is just like a shot of the border wall so like i this series is it's very much focused on like modern issues with anti-hispanic racism um that it continues to be a theme throughout the game like starting with your dad being killed by the police um you and your brother experiencing uh, racism to the point of like absurdity in some cases i think like in the first episode you literally are because you're accused of shoplifting you are like captured basically by the crazy owner of the gas station and it like held in his his room in like but like i don't know people are crazy so (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's i think it's culminating in something that will hopefully have a good resolution to the the story of the like the conflict and the like the the ups and downs in your relationship with your brother and also the narrative about racism i i hope will have some sort of good conclusion um because so far it's just been a lot of different encounters to kind of hammer home the point that like yeah you are hispanic and this is like what people this is supposed to be a representation of like how people are people who are hispanic are treated in the united states um in this day and age and so Um, Do you ever think it gets to be, like, gratuitous, the racism? Um, I think, like, I I think the last time it was this explicit was in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And so I think when it comes back in this episode, it's kind of like a callback and also a reminder. Um, Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's gratuitous. I just, like, along the way, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of really good and well-researched lore um like sort of cultural education type stuff about Mm -hmm. like things that their family there's a lot of flashbacks so like you get to experience a lot of like glimpses into the life of a hispanic family or or like a latino american family in a way that like you probably don't get to do in other video games so there's also that aspect of it um which makes it feel like a lot more authentic and and well researched i haven't really done any looking into 
the like writing process or like who's behind this but um i know the original life is strange is like it's considered to be like a pretty thoughtful uh story about like a relationship between two young women and that game is written by two men so i i don't know i don't know what there is to say there i guess like they are do a pretty good job of being sensitive and working with other writers and getting all of their shit right in a way that doesn't feel shitty so well that's cool yeah we'll uh i i will check back in i guess when that last episode comes out and yeah still in a place where like probably if you're interested in playing a game with this sort of unique narrative probably wait until the all of the episodes are out um but yeah this this series i think um still continues to be like my favorite example of a sort of interactive episodic fiction based game um like i don't know like just like fuck heavy rain like who why was that even made but (laughs) got a lot of good things out of it like life is strange so I think um, one thing I've been thinking about this week is like we let uh, lots of companies become megacorps like Disney and now they just kind of do stuff because they can. Is that with like the Spider-Man stuff? Yeah. Can you explain to me the the, the discourse? I haven't, do- well, I haven't dove into it, so I don't really know what the full picture is. When you say discourse, do you mean like the fan discourse? I mean, I, I imagine that there's like there's levels of discourse, right? So there's like the fan discourse, and then okay, there's the, the cultural fan, com- the fan discourse is like is like oh no, like Sony. Sony and Disney are are ruining Spider-Man. Oh no. Or mm-hmm. like or or like people have made up their mind which side they're on apparently. Like oh Sony should just let them do it cuz they're doing such a good job or like Disney shouldn't have asked for that because they 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 were already doing a good job and they're greedy. Um so that's the fan discourse. Uh-huh. But like <laughs> but like the cultural discourse is more like Disney has like five of the top grossing films this year and has risen to this sort of unprecedented situation of being like the most powerful film studio in the world where like the runner-up isn't even close mm-hmm. and they've recently absorbed 21st or 2020 what the fuck Fox whatever it's called what it was called um they did oh I didn't know that yeah, and so, like, I mean, Disney just now owns everything. Mm-hmm. They pay their workers, like, minimum wage, which is not livable in Anaheim. And, like, I, we're sort of entering this era of Disney just makes this sort of vapid content, like The Lion King, because uh-huh. it just is, like, guaranteed to bring in money. And so, like, across the entire landscape of film, creativity goes down, the power of Disney goes up, and this sort of, like, mega conglomerate with unstoppable power is just sitting there going, hey, we just want more and more money. I don't understand, I don't know a lot about, like, antitrust laws, but, like, 
I feel like there should be some sort of way to to be like, hey, don't do this. Kind of like the same way people are trying to do with the big tech companies. Mm-hmm. But also, none of this stuff ever goes anywhere. Like, Amazon is still a thing. Yeah. I don't even know I if mean, there's, I'm like, sure a logical because, way like, to break up Amazon. because, like, people do try to, like, make antitrust laws. And then, you know, whoever, like, other politicians, other people who are just sort of, like, in the pockets of these mega corporations are just, like, mm, not important or, like, not useful or it only happens... Like, I don't know. I was going to say, like, like, happens in, like, various states, but I don't even think that's happening. The, like, D- the D23 Expo is going on this weekend, so I keep seeing, like, all these fun announcements from Disney stuff, like, trying to promote their new Disney Plus service. Like, we have 18 Star Wars TV series and, and like, 25 Marvel TV shows and all this fun upcoming stuff and even, like, new rise of skywalker stuff and the whole time for me it's just like tainted by this backdrop of like disney is evil i think the last like like, i'm sorry what were you saying oh i was just gonna say like being able to like amass so much wealth and so much just sort of like cultural power like doesn't happen you know without sort of exploitation and without other people like getting the short end of this stick hands down wasn't there we, a, a phone company merger like a few years ago that was blocked because of antitrust laws? Yes. I, can, I can't remember which two companies it was, but it would have been like the vast majority of like like cell phone networks and users would have been under it. And then like the government was like, yeah, let's not go back to the 70s when there was only one phone network. Yeah. Or, or I guess that was AT&T. I, I guess they used to be the phone network in the United States. But it's like... Yeah, with all this, like, I don't know, the antitrust stuff, like, it, it occasionally does, like, kick in. And I'm wondering, like, at what point is there, like, an interest or, like, a reason when they'll, like, actually do something about it? Because I know in the 90s, Microsoft was brought before, like, a lot of things for, I mean, the monopoly that Windows has. Yeah. And then the explanation that Windows used to kind of, that Microsoft used was, like, yeah, it is kind of a monopoly, but at the same time, it is much better for like all the companies and things if they only have one environment to learn. And it's like, ah, oh, from an economic standpoint, for a lot of things like that, especially then, that does make a lot of sense. I'm like, still living now, the vast majority of people use Windows, but it's like that, like that's that's like the biggest monopoly I can think of. Like, most, like anybody who uses a computer, most of them learned it on a Microsoft system. And it's like, wow, that's that's like something that's like a monopoly that they just like let exist. And with like this whole Disney thing, it's like. I guess the weirdest part about this Disney thing is, okay, I get the Microsoft monopoly. There's nobody in the world out there I can think of who is like, oh, yes. Oh, I love Microsoft. I don't think anybody says that. But with this Disney thing, it's like, yes, congrats, Disney, top four right. blockbusters. Yeah, oh we my love gosh. that Disney we Disney stands because like, now the X-Men can be in the MCU. Oh my gosh, I loved Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> so good. I cannot wait to see what they do with these milking franchises. Yes. Do you think but, it's because it's more of like a media company and less related to like 
Yeah, I'm assuming industry. It's like an, so it's like like the competition sort of like argument isn't like as it doesn't really make any sense. Uh, yeah, because like the stuff Disney produces is all entertainment. It's all stuff to consume. And people mm-hmm. like to consume, and they're like, yeah, this company makes my favorite things to consume. Whereas with, Ugh. like, Microsoft or Apple, it's like, eh, yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, Disney's got, like, it's just got, it's just got its hands in so many places that almost any fanboy anywhere is defending Disney. And what sucks, though, is, like, if it's, like, a big oil company or a big phone company or even Microsoft or something or... Maybe even Amazon. You can drum up public support for antitrust stuff on that. Like, mm-hmm. th- yeah, like, oh, this evil corporation. Er, if you try and do that against Disney, people are going to be like, oh, but oh, I love Star Wars. Uh, no. Uh, come on, you guys. I really love Disney animated movies. I love oil. I love oil. And I love Spider-Man. <laughs> And I love propaganda. The, yes. the, oil, the oil people are doing the oil so good, you should just let them keep doing it. Yes. Disney is doing the Disney stuff so good, we should just, we should let them consume all. All of our media. Yes. And then everything is through the lens of, you know. Corporate mouse. Disney, like, executives, right? Yeah. God. Makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes me so uncomfortable. I hate it. It's not, I mean, and like that whole thing about like, but but these movies are really good is like, that's not the point though. <laughs> yeah, like, it's I like, love <laughs> these movies. I love Star Wars. I love the MCU films, but like you can't, you can't just like a rally behind the corporate mouse. Yeah. Like you've just like completely lost your mind if that's where you are at this point. I also think it's like really shitty when like Disney just sort of like goes in and changes copyright laws so they can continue to like milking Mickey for all these words for, forever and ever and ever <laughs> and ever and mouse. ever. How does yeah. that even get allowed? Um. Oh my gosh! No I idea. love Disney. I'm not gonna vote no. I'm gonna support their changes. Yeah. Do you think the politicians are also MCU fanboys? No, it's probably more uh, their big like. M money fans like yeah. does <laughs> Disney like funnel money. money to politicians? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, probably. There's probably. like a, probably okay. a lobby, and okay. you know, many mice lobby corporate donations, DC. sort of aligning yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's all just about money. Also, 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 it's probably like the fact that a lot of these changes Disney makes, a lot of other media companies would like too. So they're more than willing to, like, side with Disney to get, like, copyright laws, like, changed. For sure. For sure. Which is so odd because, like, a lot of things that should be, like, in the public domain, like, with the way the laws were originally written and intended, aren't. Yeah, like Spider-Man. And they never will be. Yeah, like Spider-Man and Mickey. Oh my gosh, yes. Corporate media is bad. (laughs) Star Wars, good. Corporate media, bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> damn god forbid we have a property out there that can't be monetized i guess i guess i get cold sweats every time i read about another company starting another streaming service which is cool because then you know more competition in that environment it's not a monopoly but then i start thinking what if this all just ends and we're back to like network tv packages that's what i imagine it's gonna it's happen like 90 yeah. bucks for like of, three things of television. you want 
It's just like three things you want and then a thousand other things you have no interest in, but you have to pay for it all. Yeah, I imagine that's what's going to happen. Ah! And then after that, it'll become cyclical again when we invent like the Hollow Television. <laughs> Subscribe now to get your favorite like, oh, Hollow yes, series. The Hollow series. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut the cut the stream. Cut cut the cord on streaming and do all my Hollow stuff. And then that's gonna get <laughs> fucked up. Then we're gonna have retinal shows or something. Yeah, straight to our eyes. <laughs> oh my god. And then it's gonna be like, well, do you want to pay like eight ninety nine a month? For one eye, or do you want to play pay like fourteen ninety nine a month and get the the dual eye retina display? But students can get a fifty eight percent discount on their one eye retinal shows, but with ads. But you have but you have to tweet uh, hashtag support corporate mouse. Yes, every day at two p.m. Oh shit! Speaking of Twitter, can we talk about this? Okay, I hate this. I fucking hate this thing. It's it, a good start. It's everywhere on social media. Everyone's always like, ah, it's so funny. It's so fucking stupid. These like, oh, wow. I love the snarky corporate Twitter. Oh, yes. God. Wendy's Twitter. It's like, it's a fucking intern getting paid to make snarky comments <laughs> yeah, on behalf it's, of a, It's a fucking intern who just, just like hates a, their job and is just like, ha, 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 corporation and we're all here retweeting these dumb companies about like, yes, Wendy's fresh and never frozen beef. <laughs> oh, Wendy's with the clap back. Oh, yes. It's like, what the fuck? I just don't get it. It was sort of like this sort of like vein of thinking kind of like got me when I was thinking about just sort of like corporate America as like being a replacement for ritual mm-hmm. and, and, and specifically like meaning, like creating meaning via this like practice um, that, you know, transcends, you know, into spirituality because, you know, like what, what else, what else do we have that sort of like connects us beyond ourselves except things like brands and the mouse. Um, <laughs> the mouse right and just like these huge like american franchises like wield so much power over our or over our lives and like how we sort of like understand ourselves um much like the catholic church did you know way back when um which is kind of alarming the disney reformation Ooh. Ooh. hey we play in the ck2 after the end mod there's a whole culture around the House of Mouse. Yeah. God bless. And like that's a that's a pretty serious mod too. It's not that that like envisioning of a post-apocalyptic America. It's not all like tongue-in-cheek stuff. Yeah, wow. but, it's I mostly mean, really grounded. But some of it, like, I mean, there's whole regions of like Orlando that are just Disney parks. Yeah, like just uh, out in Florida, there's just regions that are just all Disney parks, huge like tracts of land. It's like damn. That's so crazy. The there mouse are, cannot be there stopped. are people like there are people at my place of work who like like they have children and stuff and sometimes I'll I'll hear them having conversations with one another about like the next time they're going to go to Disney World and stuff and it's just such a weird concept to me. Like they'll talk to each other about their like Disneyland experiences or whatever and like how long they had to wait in these lines and like the next time they're going to go with their kids or like we're, we're going to go next week or like maybe the week after that or whatever. And like they go to these places like two or three times a year and it's just really like, I don't know what's going on. My... Also, I, ne- I, I never went to any of those places. So maybe there's like a weird disconnect. But I, I never went to an amusement park until like uh, 
last summer. I went yeah. to visit my friend down in LA and we were like, let's go to Universal Studios. And I said, oh, uh, okay. I've, like, I've never been to an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very neat. There were a lot of things. I was like, oh, I can see why people like this. Um, yeah. Maybe not enough to buy like those super expensive like annual like passes. passes or whatever. Yeah, where you can go whenever. But they're they're neat. I can, I can certainly see like, and I and for some of them, like Universal Studios had like uh, the Harry Potter, like it had a Hogsmeade town and everything was like really well done and i was like wow as a kid i think this is like this is fantastic um just from like a consumer point of view yeah mm-hmm. one of my best friends grew up in las vegas and she talked about people just like going to disneyland just for like weekend trips all the time mm-hmm. and I, I remember when she was like telling me this like i had only ever been to disneyland one time and it was when i was like a third grader um and i was just sort of like blown away that people would just like just go to disneyland just like you know as if you know we were just going on a picnic or something mm-hmm. like going to the park like on some weekend or like i don't know um just just a casual you know outing with the family um I imagine that's so expensive. Like, how much money are these people, like, spending when they go to Disneyland? Because, like, it's more than just, like, the, the cost of admission, right? You to have all of the snacks. I'm sure there's, like, souvenirs. Everything mm-hmm. is, like, way, way, way overpriced. Um, do you get, like, your autograph books? And stay in a hotel or whatever. Yeah, and maybe. stay in a hotel. Hotels are maybe expensive. Maybe not on a weekend trip, but... It's also fascinating to me that like, which ones? Uh, which which of the Disney parks is in I Anaheim? I think Disneyland is in Anaheim. Okay, yeah, with Disneyland, Disneyland, you can like go do other things out out and around in like outside of the whole Disney property, and then go to the park, and then like yeah. go to a hotel off the site. But then you've got like World, where you cannot leave because it's like a really far distance to like leave Disney property, so you have to stay at a Disney hotel, which of course they mandate the prices there. And they bust that's you to the so parks. Crazy. And it's like, wow, that's like fascinating. It's like a small country. Yeah. It's like it's just like unbelievable to me. It's it's fascinating, but like, whoa. It's like a city state. Yes, I love the mouse city state. <laughs> you think do you think Disney's gonna create its own city state and have a snarky uh PR Twitter? And people will go, ha ha. <laughs> Disney <laughs> just clapped back. Private companies are so crazy oh yeah love private companies love oh, to be God. a private company yeah. someday mm-hmm. um, <laughs> hey, companies are people citizens united or whatever that was corporations yeah. are people or whatever that was yeah corporations god that's so stupid someone synced up the audio from the cats trailer with the mandalorian trailer and it was perfectly timed oh my gosh I retweeted it. You need to watch it. I will do that. I will do that. It comes to a head right when this guy gets cut in half by a door. It's really great. Uh, yeah. Anyone, anyone have any more video games that they would like to 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 speak into the ether, or should we just take this thing to the grave? Yeah, like the integrity of uh, you know, my fucking soul and corporate America. Let's take it to the grave. Let's just. I love it. Screw this. All right. Well, um, we're going to do uh, next week. We're going to do our our 30th episode. Thir- we're going to have 30 episodes of Hit Point Pals. It's our 30th birthday. No, wow. 
No, that no. Hang on. That's the yeah. No, it's not our first birthday. It is just the thirtieth episode. Um, after that, we're gonna take a break for a few weeks. Um, we're gonna take off pretty much the month of uh, September. Um, but we will probably return towards the end of September. Um, come back with more sick video game content. Come back with. Uh, I hope some more consistency once we can figure out like how this whole scheduling the recording sessions goes um, because people have things you know pe- people have many things to do we do Caleb, Caleb's going to people going to school Caleb's going to school indeed I don't know maybe Will's going to school maybe. I don't know we'll I don't see. remember I forgot I don't know I don't even know if he knows um, I don't uh, hell yeah um That'll do it. Uh, let's let's do our shout. Let's do our let's do our promotion. Let's get our corporate beings into the air. Oh, hell yeah! Mm. Where can people find you guys on the internet? Will where can someone find you on the internet? How can I locate you? Well, you can find me on the internet at twitter.com at willsuit. Hell yeah, Rebecca! Where are you on the internet this fine you day? Can, oh, you can also find me on Twitter at r underscore markley and then you can follow my zine account on instagram at zines and things hell yeah go vote on svetlana's fate um you can find me on, was that her name yes svetlana you can find uh-huh. me on twitter at adobo time you can find hit point pals on twitter at hit point pals and on the web at hitpointpals.com where you can also find all of our episodes and if you can join the show uh please drop us a review let your friends know Go to hitpointpals.com and send us a message if you want. You can send us a voice message. That would be fun. That's all we have for this week. We'll be back next time. Don't forget to follow at Wendy's on Twitter for some more snarky corporate media. They've got three million followers, despite the fact it's just a goddamn fast food chain. Oh, no, we need to push them to four million. Everyone, <gasps> let's hashtag Wendy's to four million followers. No. <laughs> That's some shit that would happen. Although, speaking of fast food, I got a Popeye's chicken sandwich yesterday. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about Popeye's, and I completely forgot. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, Keep going. And, um, yeah, so Cam and I went before D&D, and there was a line out the door. There was a huge, long line at the drive-thru. Everyone was there to get their chicken sandwiches. It was a madhouse. And Cam and I realized that there are two Popeyes that are really close to each other on MLK, which has a very um, black population comparatively to the rest of Portland. And we just thought that was a little bit interesting because they were, you know, just like on the same street, just like a few blocks down from each other. And we were like, huh, interesting. Um, But yeah, the sandwich was pretty good. I was impressed. I was also impressed. With the durability of this sandwich. Uh Uh-huh. It lived up to the hype. It did. I did not expect at all, you know. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Follow Popeye's Chicken at Popeye's Chicken on Twitter.com. They're at (laughs) one... They are 158,000 followers. Let's get them up to one million. I think we're all in agreement. I love Popeye's. Let's go. (laughs) My, uh... My Popeye's chicken sandwich saga was like last week, last Friday, I went to Popeye's because I had read all about this chicken sandwich and I was real excited, but it wasn't on the menu yet. So I just got like 
some chicken strips and went about my day. The next, uh, the next week, uh, last like Wednesday, I think, um, mm-hmm. I decided like, well, I kept hearing about the chicken sandwich. It would not get out of like my mind. It was just people <laughs> kept talking about it. So I thought, let me try again. So I went down there and it was on the menu and I just drove through. I got a chicken sandwich. This is really tiny Popeye's part of like this strip of like businesses and i just there was no line i went through i got it i left i think they had just like put it on the menu literally Mm -hmm. like an hour before um and then i was like this past friday um for lunch i decided i was gonna go get a second chicken sandwich because i liked the first one so much big mistake there was just a line like i got in the line and people kept leaving the line and i kept chuckling like ha 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 you were too weak um and yeah i went through this line in the drive-thru i got another chicken sandwich and it took considerably longer so that's so funny yeah it was great yeah people left the line as well i think um people were just like wow i wouldn't say what are we even doing this line was not like absurd Mm -hmm. in general but like for the location that was in like there was no there was no infrastructure to create a line this long in place uh-huh. so it was just kind of this awkwardness um where like cars would come by and they'd be like how do i get through here you guys just made a fucking line in the parking lot and we'd be like <laughs> i don't know it's your fucking Oops. problem dude and they'd have to like do a reverse uh-huh um i'm house sitting near the popeyes in North Portland (laughs) and when I was there to go feed the cat this morning there was still a long ass line at both locations like both like people got in line before they opened I don't know um but yeah like there were people I guess it, it was more like early afternoon um it was still morning in my brain but um yeah there was like a line of people like out the door like in the restaurant and then around the building to like the parking lot so like you you if you needed to pull into the parking lot you would just have to like wait on the street and like you can't just do that so (laughs) no idea what people were doing (laughs) they probably just waited on the street i guess wanted that chicken sandwich yeah you gotta do what you gotta do i guess what's a few laws when a chicken sandwich is at (laughs) stake when it's an amazing chicken sandwich um i thought it was funny that there was a um article in the in the new yorker about it written by helen rosner um which i just found that so amusing what's the amusing part what context it's am I just missing? that like um like a food critic like a food writer you know oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah you okay. know just wrote an, an an essay about it in the fucking new yorker like <laughs> sort of solidifying our um dependency on our brands right at the expense of the workers i suppose yeah, like I hope everyone who wor- is working at a Popeyes right now get gets like a big ass bonus, but they probably won't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't assume so. I don't know how Popeyes is on the morality scale, but most businesses aren't. <laughs> yeah, good, so probably not. I just make that wild assumption, I guess. I I, can, I think it's a fair assumption. Yeah, a fair assumption. Yeah. All right. So for real this time, I guess that'll do it for <laughs> okay. Hit Point Pals. Uh, We'll see you all next time.
if you guys saw, but the XFL announced their eight teams, the cities, the logos, and the names, as well as a bunch of weird like pros copy for each team. Um, yes. I would like I would like to skim over these teams with you guys. I'd like to get some some first impressions, and I'd like to make a power ranking list of these teams based on their names and logos. <laughs> So first up, we have the. I don't necessarily want to read all the copy. Um, I'll, I'll I'll just do enough to get us in the mood. So first up, we have the St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, the logo for I'm having to scroll around because for some reason I just realized the logo isn't with the um with the the, the name on this list. The St. Louis Battlehawks is like a um it's like a winged sword. Yeah. And yeah. They, they have written winged warriors preparing for flight, preparing to fight. They await their orders, then attack as one, diving, dodging, swooping, striking. <laughs> their mission, create chaos. Their mandate, win at all costs. The St. Louis Battlehawks, cleared to engage. I'm ready to die for St. Louis. The DC. Are they all? Are they all just so, like, military propaganda-y? Oh, hang on. Just wait until I read <laughs> DC the next gets one. Really good. The DC okay. Defenders. What we've got here is some sort of shield. It's got like some lightning bolts and some stars. And it says, on the shoulders of giants, they stand tall, unconquerable, unyielding, marching ever forward, a force united, one quest, one purpose, one resolve, seeking glory through grit, victory through valor. The DC Defenders taking their stand. Wow. It reads like really shitty fan fiction. Also, the embedded videos on this page are fantastic. And they all have this like, I haven't been listening to these with sound. Is there voiceover in these? There is. It's, it's, oh, oh, yeah. it's, it's the copy. Uh -huh. Oh, no. It's, there's more to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it is the copy. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. I and they all have this is. like, they all have this same like logo animation at the end with like the <laughs> default After Effects like wipe that just kind of goes across each logo to make it look shiny. A oh, man, I don't know who they hired. <laughs> oh my gosh! Guys, like God, um, the Seattle Dragons. Surprise! It's a dragon. That's the logo, not the copy. I don't want to read this <laughs> copy. I'm gonna move on. That should be the copy though. Surprise! <laughs> it's a dragon. Then we have the Houston Roughnecks. No, I want to read the Seattle Dragons oh, copy please. because it's so ridiculous. Please. Okay, so rising from the turbulent sea beneath the darkening skies of their wet weather-hardened home, relentless, ruthless, ravenous, not of mythology, but of muscle and might. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Not of folklore, but of football. <laughs> This, this is, is your shit. darkest fantasy in cleats. <laughs> Am I gonna? Uh, is somebody gonna fuck the football team? Damn. I think so. Oh, no. The Seattle oh, Dragon, man. breathing fire. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, that man. one's spicy. So I'm in the D and D mood now. Ooh. God damn it! The Houston Roughnecks, resolute. Resol Sorry, I read that <laughs> wrong. Resolute. Rippling with heat, railing against fatigue, unceasing and often unseen, they labor deep in the trenches. Mercenaries in the muck. <laughs> Brawlers in blackened dirt, not just for three hours, 
Not just when the lights are bright. These are the scratching, grinding, never bending few. The Houston Roughnecks. Going to work for you. It suddenly Game turns into a, like a commercial. I don't know why. It's like a, this is <laughs> so like a bad. consumer product commercial. Going to work for you. I like the rippling with heat, railing against fatigue. Yeah, and their logo is like a, like an oil rig, it looks like. I oh. Think, in the shape of an H. Oh, yeah, it does. With like a star on the top. Yeah, the Dallas Renegades. It's a guy with red eyes and a bandana. Um, deep in the heart of Texas beats a different kind of pulse. <laughs> a spirit untamed. A swagger that can't be denied, where big meets bold meets badass. Uh, I can't believe cool. that got Very him. cool. Wow. This is outlaw country, inside the lines. This is hell on wheels, between hash marks. This is their home on the range. The Dallas Renegades, raising hell. That's probably the worst, like, part. <laughs> That's the worst one so far. Really? <laughs> In my so. opinion, so far, yeah. it's the worst. My god. Yeah, it's My favorite one is definitely so Seattle, though. Uh, yeah, I think that so far that's my favorite one. Yeah, what is the Viper's logo? It's a V. It's just a V, but it's like it's a green kind of like a and yellow eye or an open mouth something. Yeah, it's just like a V. Or both. It depends on how you look at it. <laughs> Maybe I'm giving too much credit. I don't want to read the Tampa Bay Vipers one. You should read it. Well. Oh, cool. In the shadows they wait. Demons born in darkness. Hunters by instinct, cold-blooded by nature. Their bite, unavoidable. Their grip, inescapable. They slither and stalk their competition, luring all who challenge them into the jaws of defeat. The Tampa Bay, <laughs> Tampa Bay Vipers, ready to strike. So they're just snakes. They're just the snakes. Whole, the whole bit, Football they just snakes. struck snakes. <laughs> wow. Not a fan. Um, not a fan of the L.A. Wildcats logo. It's just L.A. It just, it's just L.A. It's just a, With the, a little like. It's like the A is sitting on the L's lap. Uh-huh. But like there's like a little tail on the A. Yeah, but like, why? Is this what? Because it's a wildcat. Because it doesn't look like a cat. There are other know. logos on here that have cats. <laughs> the L.A. Wildcats. Well, hang on. I, I, there's a line here that goes, enter their den and be dominated. Damn. <laughs> That's, it's so kinky. I just wanted to mention that. Um, <laughs> and then last but not least, what is the thumbnail on the New York Guardians video? Well, well it's much a, like their logo of a lion, it is an image uh, of a gargoyle. Okay. Which uh, I don't really get the connection. Yeah, I don't know why you would adopt a gargoyle as your mascot. Okay, hold the phone. Okay, here. Centuries carved of stone, watchdogs over the metropolis. Okay, so we've got a gargoyle in the video. They call them watchdogs. The logos of a cat, <laughs> like a lion. How many animals are they going to have? A prehistoric oh, predator. A beast evolves, turned loose in a new kind of jungle. Oh, the concrete jungle. <laughs> All teeth and talons, eyes unblinking. They know fear because they feed off it. That's a bad sentence. That's, that is that's a terrible fantastic. sentence. That's great. You're wrong. That's a fantastic <laughs> sentence. This is good stuff. They are your first line of defense, and there is no need for a second. <gasps> the New York Guardians on duty. Oh, Ooh. So bad. I feel like the same person wrote all of these. 
Yeah, it sounds like they got worse as they went. <laughs> got tired. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, I'm over this. I'm trying to decide which one. I think I agree with Rebecca. I think the Seattle Dragons is my favorite is my favorite logo and name and copy, I guess. Yeah, it's got great copy. Um uh, I don't like the um I don't like the the DC Defenders. I don't like that. That goes at the bottom of my list. Mm-hmm. And then the is it the the Dallas Renegades? I put them at the bottom of my list. Oh yeah, that was pretty shitty. And then right behind them, I put the Guardians of New York, the New York Guardians. That was just, eh. yeah, New York Guardians goes near the bottom of my list. Um, Houston Roughnecks also probably third from the bottom. Probably Dallas Renegades after that. I put Dallas at five, I guess. Um, Vipers probably have to be at four because I hate that. Oh, I feel like I don't like the I like the Vipers more than I like the Wildcats. Oh yeah, the Wildcats are yeah. I, I agree with that. Battlehawks, I think I'm. I I don't I don't care. That can go at two. There's, I'm not offended by that. <laughs> but yeah, Seattle's definitely the best, and it's not because we're biased about the West Coast. Are we all gonna root for the Seattle Dragons? This upcoming so. XFL season? I'm not going to root at all. You two can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 Probably won't root at all either. Yeah. I, I didn't will, even know this was happening. I will look forward to articles on the internet about dumb shit that happens during the XFL season. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the hot takes. Because that's what I look forward to every sports season, to be honest, is just like reading about the dumb shit that happens. But... And like, all the faux outrage. That's right. cool. But then, like, with this particular, like, Vince McMahon-led project, it's like, wow, I'm... There's there, there's the potential for dumber shit than in a normal, like, sports league, so... But we can talk about video games. When are we going to get the XFL of video games? Um, what is that? I don't know. Are you talking about, like... Extreme gaming. Extreme gaming? Extreme. Yeah, the Extreme Gaming League. Um, are you talking about an alternative to video games that is more extreme than video yes, games? Yes, it's more extreme. Hmm. The XGL. Maybe like... Oh man, I don't know. Maybe VR is the XFL of gaming? No. Yeah. I feel like that's like the closest thing because it's more... It's more extreme. But VR is also not, like, a weird pet project pioneered by a crazy dude. That's true. 